Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. How's it going? Episode 45 of the WTATL podcast. I'm, I'm not going to say hello to you guys who I'm looking at. I'm going to say hello to all of the people who have been with us, um, the loyal people who have been with us uh, for 45 episodes, 46 technically. But um, And to the new listeners, so big up yourselves and thank you for uh, tuning in. Um, them man can introduce themselves now. <laughs> I was Dead gonna man. say, what? Not, not even a little. Uh, show yourself today. Yeah, no. Um, as always, we here. There you go. And if you if if you're a first time listener, you'll know exactly who they are. <laughs> you're a first time listener. You need to go back and listen to the start of last episode, and you'll find out exactly who we are. Oh, I'm yeah. just joking. No, no, no. We got the new listeners. Um, yeah, I'm Mark. I'm your I'm your podcast Liverpool fan. Got Big Tans over here. I don't know why I keep calling myself Big Tans. It's just the thing now. Yeah, but we don't know either. <laughs> Tanya, the only girl on the podcast. Come on, repping for the females out there. And for Spurs, come on. And for Spurs, yeah. Big up, big up, Tottenham man. Yeah, and I'm Abdi. And I'm going to be very shameless this episode. <laughs> I, I thought I thought this would be your type of episode. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my... agendas, agendas, agendas. <laughs> and my name is Junior, and uh, myself and Abdi are Arsenal fans. Um, so that gives you a clue to Abdi's agenda in today's episode. But let's let's get right into it. There was a lot happened. Um, there was obviously Premier League in midweek, and then. We moved on to the FA Cup in the weekend, but let's start midweek. Uh, Mark, let's uh, let's let's Whoa, start. I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> You're let's... saying, well, that was the 8pm that... kickoff, man. Cover the 6pm first. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I can't even lie. I can't even remember what 6pm kickoff. <laughs> Junior said, Junior said, come outside, big man. <laughs> no, I, no, I didn't. I'm the, out of me and Abdi, I am the more humble Arsenal fan. <laughs> yeah. We will celebrate a victory. Hey, hey, 
Nathan's, maybe Mark doesn't want to talk about getting battered for 90 minutes. Uh, <laughs> Adi, you know what? I'm not even going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it. What I will say not is... not going to rise to it. Whilst, let's, let's, be, let's be completely honest. Let's be completely honest, yeah? I'm, I'm here yeah. for the honesty. It was a good win, Arsenal, to beat Liverpool. But we did play a, a Liverpool that was partly on holiday and partly done with all the celebrating uh so yeah, and and it was so we gave, that, as well. <laughs> we gave you two goals and it's so uncharacteristic of us and the two Very. players who did to do that yeah but, van dyke and allison who it's about being yeah. like liverpool's most important players or signings mm. in recent times so yeah i can't blame van dyke man sometimes you people get shook when they're um up against reese nelson <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I was not even right. If this is how this episode's going, I swear I'm logging out now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? Van Dyke, he's probably gonna make that he's made that mistake and he probably won't make another one for another two seasons. I guarantee it. You know well, I mean you're right. The last mistake he made was eighty eight games ago or something like that. Something See? Like there that. you go. In the, league, in the Premier League before Abdi brings up Napoli, in the Premier League, it was like eighty eight games ago, so it doesn't even matter, does it? Nah. Um, uh, just one more, yeah. Um, it's just oh, maybe, God. maybe, maybe like you should start watching videos of David Luiz, you know, just to like. <laughs> yeah. Inspire That's him, true. Mark, Mark is looking at me like if you say one more, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, Mark, man. You're good. No, nah, I'm, I'm holding, I'm holding it today. Partly because, partly because I'm tired, and partly because I just, yeah. Right, let's just let's say, yeah. Let's just say they felt a bit sorry for you, man. I thought, let's, let's give them a little Ooh, three points. Ooh, felt sorry. No, I'm playing as well. I said I'm it playing. before. Do you know what? Oh, go on. No, no, no. I was just going to, um, you know, add to what you were saying, Mark. I said it before the game that Arsenal are allergic to top six teams. And I thought we were going to get slapped. So, mm. you know, and I even said that um, in the, like, after it was 2-1 and Tanya was going, see, Junior, see? And I said, yeah, no, I'm sorry I for us. I, I said exactly that, Mark. Uh, but I carry on. Actually, we went yeah, two no, one. I was shook when we went two one because I thought we would get a pound in. But see, this is why I, 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 I this is why I was shook because Liverpool were still going at it until Mark says, "Oh, we felt sorry for you." No, they didn't feel sorry for us because they were still going <laughs> at it in the ninety minute. I'm like, bro, do you guys not rest? What but why? So why? Why did you man? Why were you more shook at two one up than you were at one nil down? Does that make sense? Because <laughs> you have you have you That's ever prodded? Have you ever prodded uh, a lion or a snake with a stick? <laughs> That's what it felt like. I was waiting for Liverpool to come out second half, all guns blazing, and Salah to score like four goals, mm. and and then to be done. See, you know, I wasn't. I, I wasn't expecting that. Sorry, Junior. I I genuinely thought Arsenal were going to win this because you couldn't have performed how you have previously against City. I just thought there's no way you're gonna you're gonna have a David Luiz mistake again, or you're just gonna let them have. Oh wait, you weren't playing City, were you? you was playing Liverpool. Liverpool. Can, can I just jump in? Just jump in quickly. <laughs> but yeah, a, a David Luiz mistake is 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 it's, something that could happen at any time, any point, yeah, any game, any that's second true. of any minute. You don't know when it's you don't know when it's coming or if it's even coming. <laughs> no, there's a chance. Yeah. yeah. The way she made the way she made David Luiz sound like Van Dyke. You're never gonna see <laughs> No, but can I? So let me say from as someone who watched that game, and I've watched, um, I'd say maybe like eighty percent of Arsenal games since the league resumed, and you do look a lot more solid. And I know you've had to 
you've had to do that by switching up your formations and, and with five men at the back or three, however you want to look at it, and then just keeping it super tight. It's obviously worked. And you do look a lot more solid. And I like the look of um, Tierney in particular. Um, and I know Such we'll talk about player. the City game later. But, mm. uh, and I know it looks like he's on his way out. But Ainsley Maitland-Niles, I thought, was had a good game against City as well. So mm. it, it looks like Arteta is that type of man-manager like your Klopp and your Pep who can bring a team together but also individually improve players. And that's mm. what you want from the manager of your club. Mm. What I will say, though is that it's going to be interesting to see whether you go into next season with five at the back uh, and you keep going because that's what where you've been solid. Actually, let me pitch this as a question. Or do you do you kind of, at the start of next season, go back to the four at the back and, and hope that during our however long we get for pre-season, he kind of nails down that four back? I think, um, I think it really depends on who Arteta manages to bring in. And, if, like, and I think it, it will really tell... Like, I think who, who he brings in um, and that I think as well is it, the reason why Arteta has done what he's done is because obviously he's had to, like, do the best he can with what was mm-hmm. left at the club. And, <laughs> um, and, when, and obviously when, when he picked up in, in late December uh, when he became Arsenal manager, um, the club was shambo- in a shambolic like, way. Like, the form was awful. Players were like... Yeah, it just wasn't a good. It wasn't a good environment, and I think um, the first thing that he had to do was <clears throat> it get everyone in an organisational sense on the same level, and like getting the um, people, uh, the players, to understand their roles within that organisation that they're being put in. So the formation and and whatever it is, and I think um, he's he's he's. You can see, like you said, he he tinkered a lot with like formations and depending on the game. And I think he's just worked his way into a way that we can be solid enough to not concede that many or, or not concede at all. And then still have an outlet. Like for example, Aubameyang um, versus City on the counter or um, against Liverpool where he set in pressure traps for Liverpool um, and, and whatever it is. But on the flip side of that is the individual um, issue, which is the players themselves who can cause um, ourselves our own problems, which we saw <laughs> against Tottenham, where we're one nil up, and then Kalasinac plays a dead ball to um, to David Luiz, and and we get caught out. Or against Leicester, where unfortunately we have ten men, but no one's marking um, the, uh, Vardy properly at the back post. So there's lots of things that he's tried to um, think like to to change and, and make us more solid. But then it's down to the players that we have. So I think to answer your question, it will really depend on who he's allowed to bring in, whether he can bring in the centre-backs, whether he can bring in um, the, the holding midfielder and then we can see, OK, what what formation are we actually going for? Um, and, and, and yeah, I don't know, Abdi, if you, if you have something else to say on that. Yeah, yeah pretty much exactly the same. Um, it is, uh, one, one thing Arteta said after the Liverpool game, he said, I don't want to play this way. Um, he says, this is what I have to do because of what we've got. Mm. He's made it very clear that he needs players, isn't it? And um, one thing he did do when he first came, because prior to lockdown, we'd never played. Under Arteta, we never even went close to three at the back. We were always four at the back. Mm. And um, one big thing that's different between before lockdown and after lockdown is no Ozil and an, and, and an extra 
centre-back. So now we've got three at the back, two wing-backs, two in midfield, three up front. We don't have the Ozil. So, so it's almost like picking up that uh, player in Ozil's position and putting him in the back three because of yeah. how much of a shambles we've been at the back. Um, if you, like, like Junior said, when he first came, um, it was like, honestly, it was like someone trying to clean up after a hurricane or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, like, his first job, obviously, was to make us, like Junior said, more organised because there was no organisation. It was almost as if under the previous manager, I'm not going to name under him, <laughs> his, his tactics were to were go out there and do it. It was like there was no, we didn't, there was no game plan. There was no organisation. There was no, there was there was nothing. We didn't like we didn't know exactly what we were doing on the pitch. So like, I remember the last game played against Man City when we lost three 0 at the Emirates. If you compare that to the weekend or against Liverpool. Like that back four we had against Man City, which was I think it was under Jungberg, it almost the the line almost looked like it was like a queue going from the goal line to the halfway line. That's the three, that's the four at the back. <laughs> Man City was like a solid, and then no gaps closing it in. So I think like the four, the three at the back definitely I don't want to see it for the long term, but it's only because of necessity. I remember Junior, you said it to me right after we lost to Brighton and we played three at the back against Southampton. And Junior, you said to me you were like. He just has to do it, in it, you know. I didn't like it. I don't like the three at the back. And he said, well, we, this is just necessity because of what's going on. So, um, but yeah, uh, hopefully next year, if we can get better players, we, can, we need like stronger midfielders or stronger defenders. We can go back to four at the back and then try and express ourselves. I mean, I think, um, Abdi, just to touch on that point, I think the, the, the argument that you were saying was like, why are we playing Tierney at, at centre-back when his strengths are going forward and, and we're losing out on his... Mm-hmm crossing and all that kind of stuff and and i completely agree and i think at the weekend i think um might as well just mesh it into one um since we're talking about it what we saw at the weekend was mm. something really clever by ateta i don't know if you guys picked up on it but we'll talk about it anyway um <clears throat> um i sent mark uh, an article about it actually anyway was that even though we started with a back three and ainsley maitland now is on the left uh left wing back position and bellerin on the right wing back position when we had possession we we switched into a back four with mm-hmm. um Kieran Tierney pushing up the left and Ainsley Maitland now tucking inside and he uh, we were able to because Ma- Ainsley Maitland now essentially was always free um he was always free to provide the switch ball um even late in the second half when Aubameyang's running down um the left wing Ainsley Maitland-Niles is behind him, not being picked up by anyone. It's like Pep forgot that Ainsley Maitland-Niles existed and was like, mm. guys, like there's no game plan for Ainsley Maitland-Niles, which was so clever by Ateta because of the yeah. switch of formation yeah. in game. Shows you the importance of tactics. And yeah. that's genuinely the, the phrase in managers can win you a game is is the, uh, correct. Like a lot of the time it's down to the team and, and also a lot of the time individual brilliance that can win individual games of football. But as you just mentioned there, the, the way that the manager sets up the tactics and stuff and then kind of chucking that surprise in there, that yeah. Pep probably wouldn't have prepared for. And yeah. then Pep's probably there thinking, all right, do I stick with what I've got or do I try and switch it out myself in mid-game? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that can cause kind of confusion. Or um, What I was going to say, though, is that your second goal against City, I, I've been screaming that that ball is on. And I've been screaming it 
for so long, probably this season, last season. But I don't see you play that ball so much. Why, why do you hesitate to play that ball? It's always on, especially against the teams who play. I don't know why City played. City essentially held their line near the halfway line. Yeah. And that's not what you do with Aubameyang, especially if he's playing from the left and he's got that much space to run into. But why? Like, I don't see you try that ball often enough, in my opinion. But I always see Aubameyang making that run. What, what do you think it is? Uh, do you want to go first, Andy? In, in, yeah, yeah, you're, it's right because um, that ball, like like you said, um, Angel Maitland-Niles, there was there was when we were in possession, it was he wasn't he wasn't the out and out left wing back. He was sometimes tucking in a bit more to sit in the midfield free. So that time we had the ball and Pepe did really well in terms of holding it up and bringing Tierney. So it was really the thing is with Arsenal, there's a lot of hesitation when you have the left centre back of someone like Kalasinac or even Rob Holding. Like you would have seen it against Liverpool. Holding was giving the ball away a lot because he just didn't have any options to play to. Whereas clearly, the difference between him or Kalasinac and Holding, um, it's, he's very, very brave with his passes. And like like you would have seen for the first goal as well, we played it out the back and he played a great ball into Lacazette. Yeah. And then this time around, when, when Pepe held it up and he chipped it first time, beautiful ball into Aubameyang. Like you said, that ball is on constantly, but it's just about being mm. comfortable enough do it and Tierney a lot of the time he isn't playing he isn't playing in that like that left centre back position where he can almost push up a bit when we're in possession so yeah I guess it's just more like about repetition and being brave enough to do it and we've got a guy who is so um, yeah I feel like hopefully we'll be able to see that a bit more but I mean just generally like if we're talking about the way we played in that game so I mean two very we played very defensive in both games, but it was too contrasting one. Whereas with Liverpool, we relied on too much. And with Man City... It was, wait, wait, hold on. You know, what do you say? You relied, um, In the first game, you relied on... Against Liverpool, we relied on two mistakes. So, um, But then against, against Man City, it yeah. was, we played out of the back a lot, uh, a lot better. And also, um, you know, we've got a lethal striker who just, you know... If he gobbles up his chance, he did miss one. Like that one was a very easy chance. Mm. The first one. Yeah. yeah. For when it, for a guy like Bamian, you never see him smash it straight at the goalkeeper. He is the finesse in the corner guy. So I don't know why he did that. Um, yeah, uh, we had some monster performances. Like particularly mm. David Luiz and Xhaka were amazing. Like, That's the thing. Yeah. It's just crazy. Criticised so much, and they're giving so much a stick for the way they perform. It's rightly so. But, I mean, Xhaka in the first half, he was blocking everything. And David Luiz, one of the commentators, um, <laughs> David Luiz might have a headache in the morning because he headed away everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, though, is like he won 11 aerial duels. Like, all 11 aerial duels that uh. he faced, he won. Um, just on the performance as well, I think what you've been able to see is like, um, you know, like, in, in the Man City game, I think we saw the best of everything that... Um, Arteta's tried to implement in all of the games um, that we've we've had, and I think it is that whole thing. If if this is why I think we've been able to see why preseason is so important, just in this restart for teams who have new managers. So we're like Mourinho; he's really, you know, um, and we'll get onto Tottenham in a bit. But yeah. uh, Mourinho's like really tried to identify his starting eleven and the way yeah. he wants to play the the mm. um in an attacking wise and all that kind of stuff. But with Arteta is about firstly understanding the players that you have. Um so like what Abdi was saying with the comfortability of 
the players there being able to make certain passes. So, for example, in the first, um, so let's 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 talk about Emery just a little bit, just because in the article I sent Mark, um, they were talking about Emery's first ever game against Man City compared to Arteta's last game, which was against Man City, where in the first couple of minutes, um, Emery was very adamant that we were going to be the protagonist. We were going to play out from the back um, and we were going to pressure. And in the first couple of minutes, Czech nearly scores an own goal. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but he tried to roll the ball to uh, the right back or the right centre back. And it just bobbles just just the right side of the post in our perspective. And, and Man City get a corner. And we were getting closed down way too much. And then we switched from passing it out in the back. Czech just starts hoofing it up the field. And we're getting put under more pressure because... Man City are just getting the ball more often. Whereas on Sunday, you can see Arteta's... Um, Saturday, sorry. Arteta has no compromise. It's like, this is what we're going to do regardless. Mm. So in the first couple of minutes, um, Martinez plays it out to um, Mustafi. No, to David Luiz. And David Luiz plays a short pass onto Mustafi. Mustafi has to run onto the ball. By the time he gets onto the ball, Sterling's on top of him. And his out ball, which is Bellerin, who had just come in field and he's just going to play over, is no longer available. So Mustafi tries to cut inside and it nearly gives the goal away because Sterling steals the ball and then um, Xhaka blocks the shot. In, so the comparison here is that with that mistake, we could have just changed to hoofing it up the field and players feeling mm-hmm. uneasy. But Arteta's drilled this kind of, we will play this way, my way. Um, even if things don't appear to be going so right, you know, it will go right eventually. That was a long-winded way of saying that. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I just want to say, like, I, I really like Arteta. I mean, I'm obviously a big Tottenham fan. Uh, you know there's a rival between Tottenham and Arsenal. But I have to say, he's a really good manager. And I kind of feel like he's going to do kind of what Pochettino did with Tottenham. I really feel that he's going to improve a lot of Arsenal players, which we've seen already. And I genuinely feel like he's going to... You have to say, you you guys are probably going to be contenders for top four next season, by, without a doubt. I think he's done an amazing job. Um, the fact that you're in an FA Cup final. I mean, if you, if you win that, which you've got a good chance, I think that's a brilliant season for Arteta, considering what he's had to work with. Um, I, think he, I think he's great. And even when you hear him in interviews, like... It's that whole thing, isn't it? Like, if I was a footballer, I'd love to be managed by him. Yeah. I don't know. He's just very... I don't know. He has this, like, presence about him. And to be honest, I was kind of, in a way, happy that you got one over Pep. Um, <laughs> I know we'll talk about the comments he's been making recently um, yeah. a little bit later. But no, I, I, I like Arteta. And I think you guys are going to gonna do well next season. It pains me to say. <laughs> Interesting. I hear the Poch comparisons. I, I, I yeah. see that as well. But I mean, the big, the biggest thing I like about him, I totally agree with Tanya. I feel like he's a great coach. And mm. if he's back, I can definitely see us back into the top four. And I, that's it's a bold shout because there are a lot of top teams who will be competing for it. Yeah. But he's such a good coach. And in the short amount of time with the crap he's been given, um, <laughs> he's managed to, you know, um, goodness me, like how much of a miracle man do you have to be to be able to make Mustafi look hot? It's like you like you like you pick up a tramp off the street and you, you, you dress them up and take them to a wedding 
as you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like making stuff, yeah. But can we just pre- uh, quickly talk about um, the Belgian Robert Snodgrass who plays for Man City? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, right, yeah, 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 you're listen, a fool today. Listen, 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 all I'm saying, yeah, is he's a top player and he's had a great uh, KDB, by the way, for those of you who didn't know what I'm talking about. But um, he's had a top season, yeah, and he's a top player. Yeah, but there's this bit of him that I really can't stand. Is like when the going gets tough and when he's being pressured, yeah, he just go- goes out onto the wing and starts spamming crosses, trying to be the fake Trent Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> like, like, it's, it, like, all I'm saying, yeah, is Gerard would never do that. Fabregas wouldn't do that. Yaya Toure wouldn't do that. Like, be a man. If you can't get in your in the number ten position, drop deep and start dictating the game. What mm. he was doing was going out on the wing, acting like the not ugly Charlie Adam, bro. Just <laughs> climbing across, <laughs> and looking everything away, bro. He gets out of here, man. If honestly, if he played in 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 silhouette, you would think you're watching Jill Sigerson. That's it. Like, <laughs> oh my god! you right. away. Abdi, you he's might the, hold. You might the, hold a bit of. One. Um, last one, last one. He's the exclusive. Where's Hulahan? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Man, brainstorm before the episode. I know. Yeah, you yeah. Scottish. Belgian. First of all, I think you, you. There's a potential that you could hold a bit of outside corn for for that statement. But I actually agree in the one sense. Right, I, I I've never had a bad word to say about Kevin De Bruyne. Other than that. I don't like the team that he plays for, but him as a player, <laughs> I love him. But you're right. In in a moment like that, where it just looks like, and he's he's openly just showing his frustration um, to his teammates, um, moaning, he's not happy. That You're so right, Abdi. That is the time for a player like him with the quality he has to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and influence it himself. And he's not going to do that from wide areas. He will do that centrally. So as you say, like your Gerrards, your Yaya Torres, your Fabregas's, your Frank Lampard's even, yeah. these are like, they will grab control of the game from the centre of the park and make things happen. And he's got the players around him to to allow him to express himself, himself freely. But yeah, yeah in, interesting look at things, to be fair. It, okay, actually, let me ask you, let me ask, it opens up a bit of a, in fact, it opens up a bit more of a discussion and maybe we'll speak about this another time. So who? Actually, I know your answer as well. So this Abdi, who who then takes your PFA Player of the Year for this season? Considering <laughs> See, what you, no, I don't know. I I feel like um, the 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 consensus is either is Henderson or De Bruyne. But I feel like a lot of De Bruyne has been really good this season. I'm not taking away from him, but there is a little bit of short term memory kind of thing because since the lockdown, he's been insane. He's been great the whole season, but since the lockdown, he's been insane. So mm. we need to take into account that it's the whole season. Like, let's not forget, like, a lot of people are forgetting, well, where's, where's Mane in this conversation? Like, exactly. Mane, like, if you want to just watch Mane, what random game, go watch the 5-2 win over Everton, yeah? And you watch Mane doing everything you want from a forward player. And then just watch the whole season. Mane's been Liverpool's, to me, he's been Liverpool's main man. He's scored the most amount of winning goals. He's got, you know, just made loads of goals, just generally being... Um, uh, one of Liverpool's best players in an amazing season as well. So I don't know why Mane is like sort of missing from this conversation. Now everyone just thinks it's a, it's a two-horse race between Henderson and KDB. Mm. What do you think, guys? Yeah, I think Mane. I, I, that's who I thought of straight away. Mane or um, Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, Henderson you can put in there. But yeah, like Abdi said, I think 
Mane's been absolutely brilliant this season. You can't not put him in there. Uh, I think for me, it's it's between Mane and Henderson, if I'm being completely honest. I agree that De Bruyne has had a great season. You know, assist record's still, still there for the taking. But Henderson, I feel like, bruh, like his season has just yeah. been one, up there with... Uh, I don't... I can't even... I don't even have the words for, like... Because I'll be... I'll be completely honest in it. Like, I feel like Henderson... And I was one of them. Got a lot of criticism mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. And I was one of them. I'd be like... Bro, why was Henderson on FIFA? Like the cover of FIFA. <laughs> like and and people would say that, like, that was a bad year. That was a bad year for FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> and then having like Henderson in contention for like, like oh you know like in he's you know in England's midfield and he's one of the best. I was like oh, I don't know man. I, I really don't mm. see a lot in this player. But I'll hold my hands up. He's been phenomenal this season. Like he has led Liverpool like. I, I, like I said, I don't even have the words. Like he, uh, for me, it's it's close between him and Mane, in my opinion. I think KDB takes a, a third for me, um, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, uh, mm. everyone just talking about Henderson and, and KDB, but yeah, I completely agree about Mane. I mean, Mane's mm. had a great season. From what I will say before we move on, um, from what has been a long Arsenal loving, it's been a while, guys. So <laughs> I, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed that. But um, <laughs> I, I, I think. Virgil's higher standards that he sets for himself, and he's a he's a he's a nine out of ten almost every single game. He sets himself such a high standard that people just expect those types of performances from him now. Yeah, and he and he delivers every game, but it's not a surprise to people anymore. But I think he should be in in that kind of record yeah. as well, personally. And to add to that, I think Allison as well. Yeah, and Trent obviously. Yeah. I think Trent will get a uh, young player of the year. Yeah, just the whole, just the whole of Liverpool's team could be in there. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're not wrong, yeah. Tanya. You're not wrong. I would have given it to Van Dijk, but after that assist to Lacazette, and I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, you're never gonna. You had to get one more in. You had to get one more. Conversation was ending this. So I had to. <laughs> so just before we move on to the second semi-final on Sunday. Um, since we've been talking about Kevin De Bruyne, and because you know we're not really a, we're not that serious a podcast. Um, did you know? That Courtois stole Kevin De Bruyne's girlfriend, and this is a quote. This you know is what? Damn. This is a quote from his his ex girlfriend. In one night, Thibaut gave me more than Kevin had given me in three years. No. Whoa. Stop the quote. Is that the quote? Whoa. Even if there's more, stop. If I'm KDB, Lovely. yeah. When I, I'm 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 retired as a football player. <laughs> Retaliation. My career is over. Maybe like when she was with him at home, she would just look at him and she saw Charlie Adam. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's move on. Uh, I just thought, like I said, when you know we're serious, but we're not that serious. But that would uh, be awkward when they meet up uh, for it, like in, in the yeah, national yeah, squads and that. Yeah, uh, it is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> uh, well, thanks for that news, Junior. You know, I'm I'm here. I'm here for that. <laughs> Do you think, the news, yeah. Not the news that you need, the news that you want. Do you think, yeah, when, when, you think when KDB turns up to Belgian training, he looks at Courtois up and down? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, what's this dong got that I don't, bro? <laughs> to be fair, that's another nice assist from KDB, isn't it? <laughs> um, moving on to the second, um, to the second 
semi-final on Sunday, Man United versus Chelsea. What are we yeah, saying? Shout, shout out to Ardian. He must have loved that. Yeah, I think Chelsea was yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, oh, no, I, I've but, never, I haven't even spoken to him about it, actually. No, they were, they were brilliant, man. They were pressing, yeah, they were working yeah. hard. I don't think he's had that before. Or not even, not... I don't even know where I got that from, to be honest. <laughs> before you correct me. I actually just... Sometimes no, I, I just do. say stuff. He, he's my cousin's boyfriend, so I can kind of see where, where you got that from. But, but no, um, Chelsea, man, they were, they were like... They were all over Man United. You have to say, they were definitely more up for it. Um, to shout out to Maguire for a truly oh, spectacular performance. I... Can we talk about Maguire, please? Because I'm sorry, but... We go on a lot about David Luiz and all the other defenders out there. He's made too many mistakes now. Come on. Mm. He is, he's not worth the price tag. And Junior <laughs> was the first person to say it. <laughs> Junior's been smiling ever since Harry Maguire was mentioned. Now, <laughs> have you seen the, there's, there's a clip here of him just doing some weird madness. Like he's dribbling <laughs> up and down. Like, and have you seen that? And someone said, why is he playing like he got hit by a flashbang? <laughs> 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 uh, oh <and> wow <laughs> that killed me but you know what I want to say on a, on a serious note before we give Chelsea a bit of praise I don't understand right um, and I'm trying to put myself in Solskjaer's boots and I understand they've got mm. two massive games coming up in the Premier League but I would not have rested players like he did yeah, in an FA Cup no semi-final uh, in the one your thing first chance as a manager oh, to win just... the cup just on that, yeah. Just on that, I hear, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Obviously, I would, but the, but the only thing I was going to say in defence of Oli is that they played Monday, Thursday, and Sunday, as three games in the space of seven days, which is a bit mad. And they haven't changed the first eleven at all for the last six six games or so. I hear it, but that's it. Yeah, but that's his fault. These men were playing like Norwich, Bournemouth. Yeah, that's these men. If that he if he yeah. he would have known like he would have looked at that fixture this carefully during lockdown and thought, right, how am I going to manage this? And I'm I'm pretty certain that he wouldn't have come to the conclusion that at that point I'm going to play the same eleven every game for six games in a row, and then when I get to a semi, I'm going to I'm going to rest probably the player in the biggest form right now for them, which is Martial. Or I get why he rested players as well, but I, I personally would have played my strongest eleven and, and then kind of rolled with what he had for the next prem game because essentially they they've got Leicester on the last day. And that's pretty much a shootout. Whoever wins that game yeah. will probably get Champions League football. If you bear in mind that the game before Chelsea was Southampton, you're telling me they couldn't rest players for, against Southampton? Yeah. He did. Know, and, Palace on Thursday. Oh, yeah, they did play Palace on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, but I even... Mean, sorry, go on. No, 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 go on. I was going to say, um, I can't remember who their court was against, but it went to extra time. Um... Norwich. It against Norwich. Norwich. It went to extra time. He played Bruno Fernandes for 120 minutes. And he yeah. played him for 90 yeah. minutes in the Premier League game two and a half days later. Mm. He, if he's, got, he's only got himself to blame. If he wanted to rest players, he should have done it, uh, giving them a kind of half-hour rest in a couple of Prem games when the, when the game was a bit out of sight. Mm. Yeah, but I agree. Interesting call. And obviously, he, he's only new into his managerial career. He, he'll learn from that. He'll probably be gutted that he's not in the final. In fact, he will be. I don't know why I'm saying probably. Well, Mark, funny you should bring that up. You're not alone. <laughs> Here's a quote for you. You're judged on trophies and Solskjaer has to win something. If he wins the FA Cup, it's a massive for him. 
there are only a few trophies he can win in a season. If Mourinho was in Man United's position yes, uh, yesterday, referring to Sunday, knowing he has Arsenal in the final, he plays his strongest possible team. Yeah. I was flabbergasted at his team selection. I couldn't believe it. That was Paul Merson. So you're in oh, great company, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. That whole part, oh, and, and then it's Paul. <laughs> I would say there should never ever there should never ever be a reason to start Daniel James, bro. That guy doesn't. <laughs> he, uh, I've got, I've, yeah. What is the opposite of the word soul? <laughs> there is no subtlety in his game. The guy is literally like he's the type of person who would say, "I'm good. I'm gonna do this. Mark me out of the game, bro." <laughs> I saw a tweet yeah that made me die. Someone tweeted and said, "Daniel <laughs> Daniel James, it's not too late. Yeah, go be a lawyer or something." Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that is so mean. Bro, his trial for United must have been a hundred meter sprint, and that's it. <laughs> no, but what? We're we're missing something. What about David De Gea? I mean, oh, two wait, wait, hold, hold making on. mistakes before, a game. Before we we go on to David De Gea, I just want to touch back on on um, the Maguire thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think it was, um who was who was on commentary for that game? I guess. Oh yeah, I think it was Martin Keown who said, um, "Who said what we may have never realised about Maguire was he was making the same mistakes at Mm. Leicester, but because you're at Man United, there's a bigger." So I think that was that was a really good point, and I think, and I said it the first ever podcast that we ever recorded, and I'll (laughs) say it again: not worth the money. They should have bought Fernandez in in the summer, uh, but they did finally, but. I mean, Maguire, Maguire got a lot of stick here, but Lindelof is equally as as culpable for some of those goals. So if we go through it, yeah, the first goal, uh, well, well, prior to that, Maguire he he sends his uh, <laughs> centre back teammate to the hospital yeah. with an unnecessary <laughs> header. And oh my god! The first, yeah. goal, the first goal is so stupid because everyone and their mother knows Olivier Giroud does that run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then both of them are just like Maguire goes too far in, and then Lindelof is not paying attention, and then David De Gea obviously he does what David De Gea does. So it was a collection <laughs> of stupidity. That goal, and the third, goal, the, the second goal, Brandon Williams plays a ball to no one. Mason Mount takes a shot from distance, and then Giroud throws his hand up in the air when Mason Mount takes a shot from distance, and then David De Gea does the same. He threw his hand up in the air as well, <laughs> and then. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not bad for my United fans because that was just like, a, like I said, Maguire. That was Oscar worthy, man. That was spectacular. But then, did we not say just last week that it could also be the players that he's got beside him? Did we not say, you know, if he was paired with someone like Van Dyke, for instance, would he? Would he be? No, but let me just say one thing, right? Was like, it you I that think... said that, Mark? I'm sure you Whoa, said that. Whoa! Don't don't no? drag me into no. that one. <laughs> <laughs> bro, adding wild statements to my name. I don't think that was me. I'm pretty sure. No, but I was just gonna say, yeah. On that note, you don't sign him to put him next to a player to make yeah. him good. You sign him to yeah. be th- that main I, player I who improves yeah. the player next to him. Because yeah, like, was like saying, Van Dijk was signed for the exact same reason because yeah, yeah, exactly. Liverpool needed one more defender. To sit there and control that back line, which is what Van Dyke does. Maguire was brought to do the same thing. 80 million. Bro, he can't be worth more than Van Dyke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Saying bring Van Dyke in next to him. It's like saying, oh, we're going to pay 80 million for a centre back and we're going to get the best centre back in the world so he can play well. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just trying to see the other side of it because I'm sure there are some Man United fans that don't think he's bad because, you know, the minute you're criticising, they're like, all on his own, yeah, he's not that bad, blah, 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 you know. But I personally, I, I agree with everything you lot are saying. I think he's whack. I mean, I, I that's a nice way of summing things up. I think, I think a lot of uh, United fans are starting to clock on because yeah. I've seen a lot of tweets like, 80 million for this fridge. And then like... <laughs> so, yeah, hey. There's um like he he's known as a fridge on Twitter now. <laughs> no, he's actually oh, known man. as a fridge. Like, it's a bit of a mockery. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Um, yeah. Give we have to we have to give Chelsea some praise. I felt like yeah. the, they pressed they pressed very very well. It was a very clever coordinated press as well. So it was the like so they played with James and Alonso as the wing backs and those two pressed very well. But I have to give a lot of credit to Mason Mount because I thought he was excellent. Oh. Like, he pressed so well and he had so much energy. Scored a goal, obviously, but that was that was a De Gea goal more like. But um, and <laughs> they were really good. I thought I thought uh, Chelsea would have been a bit a bit of trouble because they had Jorginho. We saw what Jorginho did last time round. <laughs> United, but um, Kovacic was excellent as well. So oh we yeah. And, yeah, Giroud got man of the match in it. So. No, no I, Frank Lampard as well, man. I mean, he's another one. I think he's a top manager. Like for me. I think he's up there as manager of the season. I don't care. Because I think he's definitely overachieved. And I think he's actually got it right in big games. You have to say, he's got some big results so far. I think I think he's a top, top I manager. Mean, I mean, I, I agree that he um, he started off like he started off pretty well as Chelsea manager. I wouldn't have him yeah. up there for manager of the season. <laughs> I, think, I think they got that. Like, I think, I think, well, he inherited a squad that got a similar amount of points last season as well. Yeah. Like he he, he didn't mean, inherit an, an inexperienced squad or a bad squad. He inherited a, a squad with lots of international Champions League experience, some really talented young players. But what he has done, is, yeah, what he has done though, is, is got them playing some good football and and not boring football. And it looks like he secured Champions League football. So all, all positive for me on Frank Lampard. I don't think he's in that discussion for a manager of the season. Mark's like, Mark's like, slow down, big man. Klopp is managing the season. <laughs> no, no I, I'm not saying the best. I'm just saying he's up there for me, I think. Yeah. He's one of the top managers this season, I think. Because, you I know, think... he didn't, he couldn't buy players as well. I don't want to use that as an excuse, but I just, I genuinely think when he first came, I didn't think he'd get top four and potentially get a trophy. I'm sorry, I didn't think that. And I think he's done mm. a really no, good I mean, job. You know, I... You... You raise some good points, Tanya. You also forget that they lost their best player, Eden Hazard. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. And and you know, we we spoke about it last week on the podcast. But I I, I think Frank Lampard has an, as well demonstrated to learn quickly from his mistakes. I think we spoke about yeah. on the podcast like in November, December times that there was a big gap between Chelsea's backline and their front line, and their midfield was a bit lost, and so it was easy to to kind of play through their press and, and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, Chelsea have completely, like, changed that. Frank Lampard has, mm. like I said, learned quickly and he's managed to, um, like Mark said, they're playing some really good football. Yeah. It's just it's just whether they can be consistent. Because like we were talking about last week, they win and then the the, the true Chelsea turns up and they lose. Mm. And then the other Chelsea turns up and they and they draw. And then they, so you don't, you just don't know sometimes what Chelsea you're going to get. It's like yeah. what Ardian was saying. They've been playing in third gear for for 
a long a long time. Yeah. But their performance on Sunday was really, really, really good. They mm. annihilated any of Man United's options on the wing. Yeah. Rashford had to come inside a lot of the time. He, he had nothing to do. Like so, yeah, I think. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it, it was it was a good performance, and so it's a it's a London derby for the yes. FA Cup. Mm. You know what? It is cool as well that just like obviously I'm super interested in the game. It'll be a very good watch, but for me and Tanya as well, none of our teams are in it, so it's a bit yes. like yeah, I can yeah, enjoy is it. what it is kind of wait. thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll enjoy it. I prefer if my team was there. <laughs> it's just it's yeah. it's cool that regardless of whoever wins. It's one of the manager's first ever trophy as yeah. a manager as well, and that will just be good to see. For me personally, I don't really mind who it is. I've got to say, oh, obviously, like, I, yeah. I, <laughs> to be I'm honest, sure I hate you them do. both equally, so I don't really care to be honest. I just think it'll be a good, yeah, it, it, it'll be a good exactly. It'll be a good game. Yeah. yeah. Do you <laughs> think? Okay, I got one question for you guys because it's been it's been a lot of positive positivity here. Do you think that um, <laughs> you've got to rein it in a bit? No, I'm joking. Do you think that Giroud will uh, come come and do the, the deed? Oh yeah. <laughs> Is my question. He did it last. He's summer. a big game player. He did it last yeah. summer against us. He scored the first goal in. Baku. Yeah, I know, but that final was all Aiden Hazard. Yeah. Much. Um, yeah. What I will say is I'm nervous, and but yeah. um, Arteta. You know, he's shown in a short amount of time that he can come up with tactics to nullify opponents. So it will just be dependent on, again, the individuals, because we have a lot of individuals who can ruin a game plan. So um, like, I, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm hoping it will be a good game. I'm hoping that we'll see some good Arsenal football. I mean, we forgot to mention that the first goal that we scored against Man City was 18 passes. So... Uh, from um, back to front, so I mean, I'm I'm just nervous, man. I'm just nervous. Mm. But Giroud yeah. is a big game player, and and anything can happen in a final. So I think yeah. it might be a close uh, one. I think I think it's going to be quite a close one. I think it's going to be one of them ones like Arsenal scored and Chelsea will score and Arsenal will score. Don't, I, geez, I can't. My heart can't do it. I'm telling you, ten ten on that. Yeah, man. <laughs> basketball. Tanya's been watching basketball. <laughs> Uh, I hear what you're saying in terms of it being close one, but yeah. I'm not that scared of Chelsea generally because I feel like we can cope with them. But the only person I'm scared of, scared of, is Giroud because you know mm. he's going to yeah. a big game player. He's going to turn up. Like last year yeah. when we played them back, the, the front three for them was Pedro, Hazard, and Giroud. Hazard is battered. He's battered Arsenal bare time. Pedro <laughs> scored in a billion finals, and Giroud's a big game player. So that's when I was yeah. scared. Yeah. Yeah, Pedro and Hazard aren't, aren't going to be aren't going to start it's going to be Giroud and it's just if we can keep Giroud quiet I feel like we're still we're we'll probably yeah. so. and it will, it will test Arsenal because against Liverpool and Man City Liverpool and Man City apart from obviously Liverpool have Van Dijk and, and co but Man City don't have a big team so when they're putting crosses into the box it's probably easier to handle for David Luiz and yeah. co now putting the ball in the box for Giroud who's Ooh, expert yeah. at heading that's the issue. That's Ooh. what we're going to have to contend with. So, Do you know what? On that note, I, I love watching it, the Giroud-Van Dyke battle, because every time, and, and that's tomorrow, provided Giroud starts, but that is tomorrow mm. evening. And it, just watching those two come up against each other, always take an interest in it, because they're, they're two of the best in their trade at, on their ends of the pitch, at winning the ball with their head. 
always makes for an interesting battle. They I want to make one, as well. one point and well, yeah, fair, <laughs> fair enough. They are. Um, I want to make one point um, before like potentially we move on. So when you see the semi-final draw, correct me if I'm wrong, but you may have looked at that semi and thought, Do you know what, I'd prefer to play Chelsea. Uh, I, I would prefer to play Chelsea. And I think um, Chelsea would have looked at that and, and thought I would prefer to play Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly think both sides will think they can win it and they'll believe that in their yeah. head. That's why I think we should see a good game and I, I'm, I'm expecting some goals as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, just to round off this FA Cup special, which it has become, um, Arsenal have played Chelsea in two FA Cup finals and, uh, you know, we history we've won them both but this is with new managers and so i don't know man i'm I'm scared let's move on spent a lot of time on fa cup um tanya uh tottenham played leicester city at the weekend yeah give us your thoughts yeah i mean i remember what mark said about the north london derby he said now you've got to get momentum and you've got to continue winning and I'm pleased to see that we are doing that. I think since that Bournemouth game, I've seen a real improvement under Mourinho. I think the players are starting to, to buy into his style of play. Um, don't get me wrong, I don't think Leicester played well. I mean, defensively, I mean, you can't give Harry Kane that amount of space to score. But shout out to Harry Kane. I've been one of those people that have said, you know, he's not been great. And I've actually been a bit out of order, to be honest. I've not taken into account his injury. And he is just a brilliant player, whether you like it or not. He had a brilliant game. Um, he was he was proper, proper good in that game. I thought Moore has uh. stepped up as well. Moore has improved a lot. Um, you're starting to see him actually provide assists now. Um, I thought Winks had a good game. But yeah, no, it's all, it's all positive um, for Tottenham. I think I feel a bit more confident now when we go into games. I think one thing I like, one thing I'll say about Pochettino is I think when we sometimes took the lead, I didn't always feel confident that we'd win the game. Whereas with Mourinho now, I feel the minute we score, I'm like, yeah, we're going to win this game. Like Mourinho will set us up right. He'll get us to defend and we'll get the three points. Um, and Son got player of the season, but I mean... That, Did what for Spurs? We, we, yeah, for, for Spurs. Yeah, he got some, and he got like goal of the season as well for Spurs as well. Didn't even know they were doing all that stuff yet. Yeah, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Well, um, Spurs on holiday already. He was the only <laughs> one who turned up presentation. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. You're the only candidate. No, yeah, you know what? It's nice to hear you be positive for the first time, I'd say, in, in I don't even know how long. Probably since football restarted again, to be honest. Do you want to know what I noticed again? Well, I don't know why he's not laughing. It's not even a joke. Um, I noticed that Harry Kane, so at the start of this of the football restart after lockdown, mm. I'm not even joking, it looked like he struggled to sprint 10 yeah. metres. Yeah, now yeah. when I watched him against Leicester and you got you scored the breakaway goal and then you got his second goal where he's coming in on the left of the yeah. area, cutting back, he just mm. looks so much fitter, yeah. mobile. It, it looks like these this run of games have, have done him well. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Don't get me wrong, obviously, like I still, I think it's a big summer for Tottenham in the transfer window. I still think we need players coming in, 
But yeah, the main thing for me was momentum and I just want to see improved performances. And I think we have improved a lot. And I think Mourinho is actually starting to see this is my starting eleven. I think we haven't made that many changes recently. Um, and I think yeah. we found a good um, centre-back partnership with Toby and Sanchez. I think Toby's been so good since the, since the restart. So I lost my voice then. Um, I don't know why he left him out in the beginning, to be honest. I didn't really mm. get that. He's yeah, he left defender. him out for a while. Big news yeah. for, for you guys today, though. Yes, Eric Massive Dyer news. as well. Signed <laughs> a new contract. Big I mean, look, I, I personally, like I said, I think I like the, the centre-back pairing of Sanchez and Toby. So I think Dyer's got... I don't know, like, I, I wouldn't really change that pairing at the moment. But, look, I'm, he did play well um, yeah. when he was playing. Um, he's a, probably a good squad player, I'd say. Um, yeah. But, you know. And he's good, flexible good as well. Like, he's not just a centre-back. He can sit yeah. in that base of midfield. Like, that's yeah. pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, Marina is going to play him as a number 10. <laughs> oh, I would have stick him in the free roll there. On that point you made about um, Kane, Mark, he still is looking, he's still um, lacking a bit of fitness because one of the goals was a breakaway, right? I think it was the second goal. And even though when he scored, he was lying on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looked like he was finished. Um, but also, one, one thing on that game, um, Leicester just shot themselves in the foot, man. Like, yeah. how. You like go through a game, have three at the back, and just forget to mark the one of the best strikers <laughs> in the world. Mate. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was free every time, and then that centre back they've got Bennett. Oh my god, he's bro, awful. He should give up playing football. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna be real, yeah. Big like big respect to him, and I love him. But Wes Morgan just does not oh, play yeah, for Leicester anymore, even he's as huge. even as a centre back who steps in as his fourth choice centre back, I think. But there's just a drop in quality when Leicester have to replace Soyuncu. <laughs> Yeah, he's and I, like, he's I think mobile than Akin Fenwa, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, was going to say as well. I think Lloris he made such a brilliant save. I think it was Perez's yeah, charge. Oh my god! I was like, that is a top save. Even he's been good. <clears throat> but um, I'm still look. The possession thing is still an issue for me. I saw after the game, thirty percent. I was like, what? Seriously? It's what you get with Mourinho. He'll win you but, games, yeah. but it just it, a lot of the time it won't be pretty. But yeah. I just think when, when fans are back in the stadium, I don't know if they're going to enjoy that. But for me, if it is getting us to three points, can I really argue with that? No. My issue was that we were doing that and we weren't winning. And I don't think we mm. were playing attacking football. Whereas, you know, we did the job in the first half, three goals, sharp shot, done. Like, I'm happy yeah, with that. You can't, can't, you, you can't sustain a winning team with um, 30% possession. It's I, know, catch- I know, I know. I know. Yeah. Well, that's Mourinho. We're stuck with him. So, as I said, it's a big summer for Tottenham. I think yeah. we need to get players in. We're being rumoured with this Hoiberg, which I don't really get. That's just Tottenham yeah. all over. Like, Hoiberg is not a player that you get excited about, is it? Uh, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, you could say similar things for Liverpool signing. Um, what's his and name? Robertson. From a yeah. relegation. You, 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 you can't say that because then it's down to the coach to get the best out of the player. So, let's not. Bash Hoy. Yeah. Uh, if, if yeah, I'm a Spurs fan, yeah, I don't, Ho- Hoybier is not that good. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I think he's decent. So. And if I'm a Spurs fan, I I am trusting the man who's got a deep like twenty year history in this game as a mm-hmm. manager and as a coach. I'm trusting his judgment on that one. 
I might not like the signing because it's not such a big name or the price tag isn't too heavy. But I've, yeah. what, what, I've, what I've learned now over the past three, four years mm. is, is whether it's a big name or not, whether he comes in for 80 mil or 800k, I'm trusting yeah. it because for me, Jurgen Klopp said, all right, yes. So for me, that's good enough. But that's Jurgen Klopp, Mark. This is Jose Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> The reason I say that is because um, just looking at Hoiberg and the type of player he is, Tottenham have got loads of those, man. It's like when he went to Man United and he had Herrera. Hoiberg is just going to be his go kick the one who's got the fancy footwork. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't know. Hoiberg's more, more than that, though, man. He's more than that. Have you watched Harry Winks recently? He's I swear really to God, good. he's Herrera. He's turned, he, all he does is kick people now. And no, you've got, I've got loads of those. They've got Lamella, Soko, they've got Dyer. They've got guys who will go around kicking people. What's the point of buying Hoybier? It doesn't make sense. What I will say is that Harry Winks is very good at committing a foul and not getting booked. He has yeah. a special talent for that. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Well, <laughs> I, think, I think he's played well, Harry Winks. I no, mean, I, again, I, I'm not his biggest fan either at times, but I think he's played all right. I'm, I'm not saying that he hasn't played all right. I'm just, I'm just, I just but, made. Um, I know, I know, you're still hurting over that North London derby, I know. It's, no, it's cool, I, really, it's cool. I really couldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and so that's the thing, do you know what? That means nothing now if you guys win this FA Cup. I mean, I'm yeah. absolutely dreading it. I mean, we should still be in that competition, but anyway, there you go. Right, and, you, wh- when did you get knocked out? We got knocked out a time ago, wasn't it against Colchester, you remember? <laughs> Colchester, and you're screaming you should be in the final. No, but what I'm, no, I don't mean it like that, but what I'm saying is, that shouldn't have happened in my opinion. Like, yeah. we should, that, for me, Pochettino didn't take them, them com- competitions seriously. I think if we had Mourinho in, maybe, could have yeah. been a different story. That's the only thing I do like about Mourinho. I I screamed it from the start of the season. I want to win the FA Cup ASAP. Yes, I think it's a great tournament to win. I'm with you. I hate when managers don't take it serious. Can I just make a correction here? It was Poch lost with Colchester and I was in the League Cup. Tottenham lost with Mourinho against Norwich when... Was it Norwich? Oh, yeah. Oh, the Colts. My bad. Poch when he went around. Yeah, anyway. Tanya White, that one from my memory. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> as soon as it happened. That, that, that didn't happen yeah. in my head. <laughs> you don't remember, um, what's his face? Eric Dyer went into the crowd to bash up a man. Oh, God. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to try and bring back the memories. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Is that, what, is that uh, the time that he did it, though, yeah? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Tim yeah, Krull had, yeah. the, Tim Krull had yeah, the ball. Yeah, 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 Um. All right, let's move on. Um. All right. <laughs> uh, Real Madrid are champions, Um. and... They they won it against um, Villarreal. I think they won two one. Um, and then Messi said this: uh, Roma, Liverpool. The fans are running out of patience because we're not giving them anything. If we want to fight for the Champions League, a lot has to change. Like this, um, referring to the game they played uh, where they lost to um, was it Osasuna? I think they were. Yeah. yeah. They lost 2-1 to Osasuna. He goes, like this, we will lose to Napoli. So he's, he's getting really frustrated. Um, we didn't f- expect to finish in this way, but it sums up the year for us. We are a weak team who can be beaten with enough intensity and enthusiasm. Wow. So yeah, the big, man, the big yeah. man said it himself. I saw that. 
He's basically oh, no. saying, he's basically saying, I am playing with a bunch of set eights. Bring me back Neymar and Iniesta and all these guys. I don't have to play with these trunks every week. <laughs> yeah, but it's big words from him, you know. Like it's, that's not no like he he's making a that He knows what he's doing there. And I was speak, I was speaking to a couple of my friends the other day. When you think about it, their squad, half of them are over the age of 32. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, right, they're going to have to sign so well, A, to, t- to kind of revamp that squad because there's so many players now who are of that age where they, they've lost a bit. Mm. Most likely will be moved on. I, I actually think, right, when, once Messi retires and they're, they're kind of, they've got to create this whole new squad, I see them having a dip. And when I say dip, mm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I honestly see them having a bit of a dip, similar to United, Liverpool, AC. Yeah. I see them having a bit of something like that. I honestly do. So, Mark, just on that point, Lionel Messi is thirty-three, but he's an alien, so he don't really count. Um, <laughs> Suarez is thirty-three. Vidal is thirty-three. PK is thirty-three. Yeah. Um, Rakitic is thirty-two. Sergio Busquets is thirty-one. Uh, Alba is thirty-one. And Pianish is 30. Oh, dear. Just, and they just signed him. They net. just signed him, yeah. They gave away a 24-year-old. I, st- I actually still can't believe that. Yeah. But, but we moved. Can I just say something on the ages? So mm-hmm. I saw this stat recently. Um, so the ages of the top scorers in Europe's top five leagues. In La Liga, the top scorer is Messi. He's 33. In the Bundesliga, top scorer is Lewandowski. He's 31. In the Premier mm-hmm. League, top scorer is Bardi. He's 33. In Serie A, the top scorer is 35, and that's Ronaldo. And Immobile, he's 30 as well. He's got 30 goals as well. In Ligue 1, it's a bit of a different one. They've got Mbappe, who's 21, and Ben Yedo, who's 29. And the ages of the top assist makers in La Liga is 33, is Messi. In the Bundesliga, it's 30, is Thomas Muller. Yeah. You've got, um, in the Premier League, it's 29, De Bruyne. Yeah. In Serie A, 32, I don't know who that is. And Ligue 1, 32 as well. So, this over the 30 thing isn't really a factor that minute that much. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not saying mm. that if you're over 30, you can't be quality. Don't you can't spin it that way. I'm yeah, saying, I mean, um, and for and and secondly, like you got to think how many of those players that you've just name checked as being first in their league for whatever are playing with six or seven other 32 and 33 year olds. Do you know what I'm saying? What the point yeah, I'm yeah, making I, is that I, there's six, seven men who start every week for Barca who are literally 32, 33. Yeah. And it, it's about what they do when they've got to replace half or two-thirds of their whole team. <laughs> I know they've got arguably the best academy in the world, but we're not seeing that being utilised as it was, say, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when you had an absolute madness coming through. And Abdi, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing to think about. <clears throat> and Abdi, the players that you mentioned on those lists, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, Lewandowski, mm. uh, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, they're special players, so yeah, like, it's, it, yeah, it's not like you're looking at like you, you're not looking at some average Joe who's 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 marking thirty because unfortunately average Joe's peak at twenty eight or twenty nine or whatever it is. So um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like if Arsenal if Arsenal had in their lineup seven thirty three year olds, you'd be a little bit worried moving forward, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I hear you, but uh, yeah, I guess I, I get I get what you're saying. Obviously, I'm just I'm just giving context in terms of uh, being over thirty nowadays. Mm. Well, it's just different. I feel like hundred percent, but that that's 
all in the well, it's not all, but that's individual brilliance. And I think there's always exceptions to the rule. Like, you know, um, back in the day, they used to say football was a young game. Obviously, now if you're if you're smart, if you're a good player, if you if you're a clever player, if you've got technique and you can survive much longer. But you know, it just it depends on the player. Because you see, like moving on to Andre Scherler, who's retired at 29. Um, you know, there's there's the difference. And um, and he, when he was at Bayer Leverkusen. And then Chelsea bought him. He was. I was really gutted when he went to Chelsea because I, I really liked yeah. Andre Scherler. But yeah, he's he's retired um, at 29. So, you know, there's the difference. Um, uh, just wanted to shout out uh, Courtois, who goes quiet. Like the, you know, people praise Benzema, they praise um, Sergio Ramos and and others. Um, but Thibaut Courtois, 34 games, 20 goals conceded, 18 clean sheets. I think he's. That he's man. gone in, yeah. That's he's the second pro- shout out, today. Yeah, he's proved everyone wrong. Like in his first season, he was like, um, he was really criticised, and uh, and then they were playing uh, someone else over him. Was it Navas? Navas, yeah. Yeah, they were playing Navas over him, and and yeah, he's really he's really uh, stepped up. Um, staying in La Liga, Santi Cazorla um, had left Villarreal. Um, mm, potentially going back to Arsenal. No, he's gone to <laughs> Saudi Arabia to join uh, Shabby. He's gone to Qatar, mate. Oh yeah, Qatar. Yeah, Qatar. sorry, my bad. He's gone to Qatar to join uh, to join his mate Shabby. So there's that. Um, so this year, his numbers in this year has been mad. He's got like 15, 15 goals, goals. Like 10, 15 assists, or something like that. The guy's sick, man. And he's 30, mm. 35, coming off a in it so he's a baller he's a baller um let's quickly talk about Leeds and then we'll probably end it there um so Leeds won well firstly they got promoted and then now they've been crowned champions of uh the championship congrats Um, Leeds congrats yeah they've been been really solid for like they really should have gone up last year but for Mm -hmm. um, a red card in the semi-final against um Derby um, so and they were they were leading the league for a long time, and then like Norwich and Sheffield United went on crazy runs. So they've been really good. Um, I do follow Leeds quite closely. I mean, I like a lot of their players. I feel like a lot of their players can can really make the step up. Like as guys like we've had, we've seen guys like Helder Costa. He's been played. He played in the league last year um, with Wolves last year. You have guys like Pablo Hernandez, who's been one of Leeds' best players for a long time. And he's had he played with Swansea in the in the Premier League before, but I mean the one I really really like well there's two actually there's Ben White he's a, he's a centre back on loan from Brighton and he's really really good but Brighton have loads of centre backs so they can't they can't play him at the moment and then you've got um, the one who's probably on the on the on everyone's um, radar right now is Calvin Phillips he's like they call him the Yorkshire Peeler. <laughs> and he's really, he's really good. Like the way he can, he, he's really good, calm on the ball, good like defensive player. And I could see him playing for England shortly, you know. So, um, but yeah, they're well deserved, and Bielsa has done a great job with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, just on that note, uh, Marcelo Bielsa has had uh, his name as a street name now. So, um, there's going to be mm. Marcelo Bielsa Way. In honour of the man who has helped Leeds return to the Premier League after 16 years. Oh, that's amazing. So there was a question on our Instagram. Um, and the question was, where do we see Leeds finishing next season? 
So let's answer that. I, I, I won't be able to answer that one. I mean, I don't really watch the championship, but I haven't really watched much of Leeds play, but I'll leave that guys to you. What do you, what do you guys think? It's difficult to like give uh, um, an assessment mm. of where someone's gonna because you don't know what could yeah. happen. I mean, they could yeah. buy ten world class players, you know, and then finish, <laughs> finish top four. Who knows? But I mean, um, like we've seen this, like especially with this year and last year. Wolves came up; they're in the top seven. Sheffield United come up again, another side who's been. Yeah. In the, uh, I feel like, like I was talking to the junior about this a couple of months ago. I said the gap between the Championship and the Premier League. Has has uh, is very very much like um, how do I say it? shortened smaller I don't know so because um, because you've got apart from Norwich who have been awful this year so I mean in terms of players like um, now you've got yeah. a lot of money injected into the English game so Wolves can have a pretty much a Premier League side whilst being in the Championship and then come up and be in good stead you know and look Wolves they're now still in contention for the Champions League. And then you've got um, uh, Leeds who can go out and find a top manager like Bielsa to manage in the Championship for two years and then him help them get up into the Premier League. So I feel like now teams, the Championship, because the gap is small, teams will come up, especially like teams who have had investment like Wolves and Leeds, who, and then they'll probably be in better... I, I can't... Like, I'm going to say right now, I, don't, I do not think they're going to go straight back down. Absolutely not. I can mm. definitely see them stay in the league because they've got a good coach and they've got a good nucleus of players, which has made them, you know, by far the best team in the championship. So we'll see, but uh, I can see them staying up. And, you know, who knows, maybe make a run for Europe. Abdi, mm. can I ask you a question? Yes, mate. You, you know how you were... Uh, <laughs> yes, mate. <laughs> Thanks, Abdi. Um, you know how you said Norwich have been awful. Do you think Leeds will... Um, uh, I don't know if profit is the right word, but they will profit from having missed out on promotion last season and and they've built up some of their young players like um, Phillips that you mentioned and, and some other players that they have um, and be stronger in the Premier League next season where Norwich would have maybe profited from being in the Championship this season with their nucleus of young players like Aaron's, Cantwell, Godfrey and, and so on and so forth. Um, so do you think they'll be better? Like, what, what do you think... Do you think having spent another year in the Championship will do, will um, land them in good stead when they do play in the Premier League next season? Yeah, 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 definitely. I feel like um, that would have been losing, and especially in the way they lost to Derby as well. They won the first leg and they were leading. They were tuning up on aggregate and then Derby came back and um, Leeds had a guy sent, sent off. So it was a really bad way to lose, having been so good for the whole season. So that was a big learning curve. But also um, them being, again, like... Like Leeds fans were like, "Oh my God, this happens to us all the time." There was there was this Leeds curse thing, and then now they've you know they've come up in style, champions, best team in the league by a million miles, playing a really good brand of football. But the thing, what they need to learn from, not just learn from your past failed experiences, they need to learn from this ridiculous um, method that Norwich used in terms of trying to play football against everyone and getting battered every week. Mm. Like, I get it; it's a positive way, but you've got to like shut up shop a bit in it. So you can't just go mm. at everyone try and say. It. But like you said as well, like in terms of Norwich going back down, and they're going to have a bunch of their players dead, you know, leave as well. So it might be difficult for them to come back up. But yeah, I hope I hope we see Leeds back in because Leeds, you know, although their fans are a bit 
a bit much sometimes. But <laughs> having Dub historically quite a big name in in this country, and they've got a lot of rivals. They hate Arsenal. They hate Man United. They hate Liverpool. They hate pretty much everyone. <laughs> so Man just named the whole league. Like, <laughs> so, like I, I don't know. You're probably gonna have to get like. MI, no, no, what do you call it? Like the the, uh, the military on uh, when Leeds play Sheffield United. Oh year, my right? goodness me! <laughs> so, is, is that um, like a Yorkshire derby or something like that? Yeah, or like, that's, yeah. yeah that one would be mad. <laughs> the military, yeah. you know. I think. Um, do you know what? I was with you, Abdi, when you gave your assessment of Leeds next season. I, I really was with you until you said like maybe they could challenge for Europe. I, I see them. I see them. I definitely see them staying up, but what I I do see is maybe why they kind of reacclimatize to the league. I'm thinking 14th, 15th, and then potentially mm. try and move forward from the season onwards. But I think for, if I'm Leeds, my only concern at the very start of the season, and that I don't care whether I finish 16th to do it or 17th even, which is the the final spot that keeps you safe. I, I just want to stay in the league again. That's mm. me personally. 100%. Mm. You don't want to replicate a Norwich and go straight back down. Exactly. Um, especially like with good players. Like if you see um, like Sheffield United, if Sheffield United were to go straight back down, you'd see Bear Clubs poaching their players, similar with like Wolves or whatever. Mm. And it'll be the same with Leeds because they have some good players um, as established. It'll be the same with Brentford as well. If Brentford do get promoted... Um, uh. They blew it, man. They blew it. Yeah, and they lost. Stoke. Stoke. They really yeah. did, man. Yeah, I was such I was a shame as well. Yeah. And also, just just a quick shout out as well. The, the relegation is mad in the championship. Literally, four yeah. teams can go down on, and it's crazy. I really hope Charlton stay up, mm. but it's I really hope Wigan do as well. Yeah, I was about they to say, I really hope deduction Wigan. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really no, hope yeah, yeah. To be fair, if Wigan don't at least, if Wigan don't win, they will go down because. Um, they're going to get their 12-point uh, deduction, so it's kind of peak as well. They got but four. also Hull and Luton and, and, and Barnsley can all go down as well, so it's kind of mad. We're going to play Fulham on, on Wednesday, tomorrow, Ooh. today, if you're listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, relegation, though, because we didn't mention this, I'm sorry, I know we're going to end, but just quickly, um, what do you guys think of Watford sacking Nigel oh! Gleeson? Yeah, that was quite big as well. We should have talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Um, I, was, I was really surprised by yeah, that. It's a bit I of a weird one. I, I mean, don't... Abdi summarised it pretty well, if, you know, without I the know they always they always change their managers, but I just think to do that at this point of the season, I think that's pretty bold. They've got yeah. City What's and like... Arsenal next. Like, what, exactly. what are you expecting a new manager to come exactly. in and do? I don't... You can get relegated. Why are you changing your manager? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> like, a couple of years ago, where Sam Allardyce was a West Ham manager, and West Ham, they were safe, but they had lots of games towards the end of the season. The, the minute the season finished, yeah, West Ham put out a, a statement saying Sam Allardyce has been sacked. Yeah. Why do what if you hate him? Yeah, wait until the end of the season. Trust. Yeah. Well, now they're this. still down to Man City. They're two 0 down to Man City, and two you know, they're down. still. Yeah. Yeah. So I that. don't know. They're going to regret that. Right. I think. Uh, well, I don't know. Bournemouth have been pretty um, useless, and Villa. Need to be yeah. either Arsenal or. I want to stay up so bad. Who do they so have on the bad. final day? Um, I can't remember let who me, they've got. Let me check. Um, but yeah, just as Abdi checks, since the first game in charge of Watford, Nigel Pearson has picked up more points than Newcastle, Crystal Palace, See? Leicester, 
Brighton, West Ham, Aston Villa, Bournemouth, and Norwich. I was going to say, I think it's a disgrace they sacked him. I really, I think it's a disgrace. Mm. They, I mean, no one looking at shambles before they bought him in. They bought him in yeah. for a reason, and that's it's simply because they were just like they were in serious danger of going down. And he, like, fair enough. Obviously, results in the very, very recent haven't been great for Watford, but he has won them a lot of points and effectively depending on whether they get slapped tonight and also slapped against Arsenal, goal difference permitting, it looks like they may stay up. Obviously, yeah. Bournemouth have to win their yeah. final game. Villa have to win. But, yeah, it's an it's, interesting one. It's really tight down there. Um, Villa got mm. at the West Ham away last last game of the season. Um, Bournemouth could actually do it because they've got Everton. So, we never know. Everton might be on the beach. Mm, and yeah. um, <laughs> In terms of, um, what, who's, it? who's the other team? Uh, Watford. They obviously got they got tough games as well, but like I said, the reason I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. Apparently, there was a fight. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Some game. Yeah. Uh, but it's well established that Nigel Pearson is a massive twat, <laughs> so it's <laughs> possible that they just had enough of him always talking back to them, saying, yeah, you know, just right. that performance. What game? Who were they playing? Is it West Ham? That was Stan. terrible performance. He's right to criticise them, though. Come on. No, um, I'm just yeah. saying, I'm, I'm talking about the owners. Apparently, yeah, the owners oh, are sick yeah. of it. But, like, four <laughs> managers in this season is, is outrageous, so... Yeah, what? that's it, what, it is, man. That's what I mean, Watford have been doing since they came up, to be honest. Um, they've been sacking man left, right and centre. Oh, yeah. yeah, they deserve to go down, man. Just, just simply for yeah. never, ever sticking with someone, man, and just trying a bit of faith. They also fired one man twice. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Imagine that. <laughs> you got an invite to come back and you're all gas. Like, yeah, they want me back. Like, cool. So who are they going to get, do you think? Like, Chris <laughs> Hewitt <Houston> or something? <laughs> <laughs> so don't put your back <laughs> Um, I don't know, Tanya, to be honest. I yeah, think who are they going to get? The last two games, you, you just have to roll with your caretaker. Give Troy Deeney. The, the... Yeah, do you know what? The commentators said that, actually. I'm Troy doing a Ronaldo remember. in the Euro final. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, sorry to add that one in. I just, yeah, yeah, I just remembered. Is, well remembered. But Sunday is the last day of the, of the season. Uh, no, it's only just come back. Yeah, but we've got, we've got Champions League and Europa League um, to, to come. Da, 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 da. Make sure you guys are tuned in tomorrow night as well to see us lift uh, that big butte of a trophy. Yeah. Are you excited, Mark? Am I? Of course I am. Are you Are you going to be watching? I know Abby's yeah, going to have everything right, turned off in his house. <laughs> Curtains <laughs> closed, light off, pillow on his head. Abby ain't appearing until Thursday morning. I know that's a fact. I was going to ask, um, now the Premier League is finishing, do you think Liverpool are going to win the league? I won't answer that, innit? Now I, I will not. be watching Mark. I will. I saw the the works that Liverpool are doing because obviously yeah. there's no fans. Taking out a thousand odd seats on the cop. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Should be. It should make for a really good, um, genuine. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. But I've got to say, just before we lock off, I do. I actually want to see. And I know we've won the league, and I know the game means literally nothing. It does. It means a lot for Chelsea, but I want to see a reaction now. Yeah, I want, really? to, I want to see us perform. Yeah, of course really? I do. I don't care that we've won the league. I like to see my team play well, and so hopefully we'll see that tomorrow. That's fair. So when you've been losing, have you felt a bit like, oh come on, guys, like, you, or have you kind no, of? No, like, because it is, it is different because we essentially yeah. had the league wrapped up 
and we've kind mm. of been sitting around for three months while football hasn't been on or however long it is and then we can't it's a bit anticlimactic to come back and lose those games or obviously we slapped yeah. Palace and that was a proper good performance but then we drew to Burnley we should have won that game but Nick Pope was on fire lost to Arsenal um, and just the performances haven't been there which is understandable and I'm not expecting yeah. like crazy but I would like to see us go out yeah. there and, and win tomorrow definitely especially if you're going to win the, uh, lift the trophy yeah. you, you don't want to like you've just lost 3-0 and you're like yay <laughs> uh, regardless though even if we went even if we lost 6-0 tomorrow now, yeah. I, I just can't wait honestly. it's a pie yeah. it's a pie I'm just, I'm just I'm just messing uh, oh, alright please lose 6-0 that'd be so funny <laughs> no don't this is Chelsea if we don't need Liverpool. Chelsea gas oh. I'm not gonna lie we do not need Chelsea gas um, alright this has been episode 45 thank you if you stuck around for this long um, thank you to all the new listeners. Thank you to all the guys and gals who have been here from the beginning. Uh, we will be here next week again, same time, same place. Um, yeah. Find us woo, woo. on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, anywhere where there are podcasts. You know the drill. Tell your friends. Yeah. Cheese. Peace. Peace. Stuff. <laughs> Peace, guys. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.